I got out being infantry, I was taught to, I could kill you or I could clean your house. One of them was having the name of the band, Kellen Heller. So we voted. I voted no. <laughs> and uh, and I was outvoted. Hey, this is Party Like a Rockstar podcast, and I'm your host, Joel. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese on the market today. They're lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher, perev, and 100% vegan. If you like what you see, check out the next video. If you like this video, please subscribe and like by clicking the little round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or our other guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle is Joel Rody. If you haven't already read my book, Memoir of a Rody, it's now available through Amazon and paperback Kindle or as an audiobook. I hope you enjoy the show. Kevin Wall is a founder and was the drummer of the band Kellen Heller. He now plays drums in the band Symmetry. Darren Perry, a.k.a. Mayhem Jesus, is a tour manager with MVK Music Group. His show Beauty and the Beast plays on Rock Rage Radio. Are you the beauty or are you the beast? Depends on what day of the month it is. Long oh, no, that chick's pretty fucking hot, dude. I'm thinking you're uh, not the beauty she, in this. Yeah, yeah. You might have nicer hair. I, that's what she says. Yeah. I mean, no, he doesn't. No, he don't have anything nicer than she has. No. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, he's, he's right. I can't argue that. What did you do Holy in the shit. army? I uh, I was 11 Bravo. I was an infantryman. Okay. And how long were you in the army? Love it. I did just under five years, four and some change. Okay. How come you didn't become a lifer? Because I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) Is it tough? Thanks for your service. No, man. There's a lot of shit going on when I was was able to get out, so I did, and I, uh, there's times that I'd look back and kind of wish that cause I'd be retiring right about now. And, uh, but I don't know. I went, I went epic. I signed up right after nine 11. Oh, okay. so I, uh, I was ready to fight and I yeah, put myself a into a spot place, man. Not that it's yeah. now, but I mean, that was like, whew. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was young and pissed off and I wanted to go and fight. So. Why'd you pick I, the... I scored a 94, dude. I could have done anything. I could have, you know, anything, but you could have been uh, a drummer. <laughs> anything but that. I don't <laughs> anything <laughs> but that. <laughs> I uh, I've I've tried it, man. I, I can get my hands going pretty good, or I can get my feet going pretty good. But once it's I just try getting them all together, going at one time, dude, then I'm like a monkey fucking a football. I can't get my shit together for nothing. Yeah, I'm not any yeah not my gig either i've had i don't know though i felt like i should just become like a drummer podcast or something i don't know what it is but i've got like all these fucking drummers so yeah all the chicks are loving chicks love drummers i don't think any women watch this oh you gotta look kevo kevo doesn't need anymore (laughs) you don't yeah do you guys tour Um, or when you stay out there oh you mean visiting yeah i went i just went i was on my on the road just kind of and the whole my whole life transformation, Kevo was a big part of that. And okay. uh, I met up with him, and we, hell, we've been buddies since long before that. 
Right. Well, hey, we had a cra crazy things bring <laughs> us together. That's, yeah, he's was... actually part of, there was this chick that had me believing that she was tied up with TKO, the Kirby organization that does, you know, the biggest booking agency in the country that I can okay. think of. And uh, had me just dead set believing that she was going to have me a job lined up. The CEO, clearly. Oh, yeah. Some, <laughs> something right up in there. or they, they wanted her to be, but she just didn't want to, you know, advance. Well, come to find out, she was just completely full of shit. And that's whenever I decided to just go ahead and do my own thing. And I uh, I went from... Kevin killed her? Ke I, no, she's, she's still around. She's it's still funny. stalking the waters of social Bad media. Bad job, Kevin. Bad job. Well, see, I was... Um, the same thing happened to me, except I was uh, probably a couple of months ahead of Darren. So by the time Darren hit the rock bottom, I had been on through this... Um, insanity really the picture that's painted and many people we know um that were involved um so i met darren he sent me a friend request when he was just hitting the bottom so oh. he sent me messages and i knew exactly what he was going through and i you know told him my experience and um i the man he's become since that man i've just seen this dude growing i mean like crazy and that was um if i'm not mistaken the the light to uh or the spark to you know to fire him up and get him on this path he's on which is you know wherever he wants to be but you know i, I just it just happened to me before it happened to him so when when we met and he started messaging me that was where um the craziness that we were all going through started coming to light because we're both telling the same stories and then there's other guys telling the same story so it was it was crazy yeah but i was just a, i was just a little bit ahead of there and so i i got to help him you know i got to help him get oh. down as, oh, as okay. yeah, as oh, yeah. he's been a good friend to me for sure it's good to have them. It's good to have them. Yeah, we're gonna. But it was we, we all, only because in the people that she's fucked around. She goes after people in the music industry and teases them with this little, you know, lifetime opportunity job, and then fucking gets you. You know, that's right. I was so excited. I had I had some recruiter yeah. emailing me, and I wrote back. I was nice. I'm like, I assure you, nobody at any of these companies would want to hire a guy like me. Which is nice, yeah. right? Quit emailing me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not looking for a job. The bad thing is now it makes me look like a nut job to TKO. So they, I'm sure anytime that Andrew or Mike even hears my name, they probably get a shudder because this chick had like passes and, and W-2s and all kinds of shit with their name yeah. and their company name on it. Oh, her sure. name and yeah, it's, she was talented. I mean, she. She good at what she does for sure. She could use that for good instead of evil. You know what I'm, I'm telling you? She changed the world, wouldn't she? Dude, I'm oh, telling you. got this you. new gig now, though. I mean, I looked up MVK. There's some cool people on the board there with you. There's yeah. the Candlebox dude. Um, right? Candlebox guy? Right. Am, yeah. I right? Am I making shit up? I think so. I forgot his name, but I, I actually wrote to him at some point. I know he was in Candlebox. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I got tied up with MVK through a band called Seasons. Uh, okay. Seasons are a metalcore band out of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, they wanted me to be their TM. Uh, I, Kevin, I've been told 
for the past couple of years that I need to be a TM, that that's like the job for me. Yeah. And natural. The dude is natural yeah. at it. You're the guy I've to work with enough. Four o'clock in the morning for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, can, I think I can do it without them hating me at the end of three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's I the goal. Records. I kept them amongst my seals and croft collection. They're right in the middle of, for the you go to the easy listening to seasons and then back oh, yeah. to a little bit of that. What's good? To seasons? Are you talking about art seasons? My seasons? Uh, I was trying to make a joke. It's terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, looking at me, me like, are you talking shit about my That little English bastard yeah. with your little wannabe <laughs> beard. I'll be like, hey, Kevin. <laughs> no, they, uh, I'm just, I'm super uh, grateful to, you know, both the band and the, the company for, because they, I mean, they're taking, they're rolling. Good. Too. I mean, I never did tour management type stuff, but I remember the allure. I kind of thought it would be a cool gig. Yeah. I had some yeah. tour managers now on here. I, you know, I didn't know they were the guys to collect the money. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I no idea. Like, how could you not know that? That's what we fucking did. I'm like, I don't know. None of you guys. That's like number one. Yeah. Make sure, <laughs> make sure they get paid and make sure they're safe. And then try to make sure that they have as good a time along the way as you can. You know, I did and, a bit of stage management and what was funny it was like, okay, here's your rock stars. And then they, I could just picture the tour manager like skipping and like partying his ass off. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, all of a sudden me. I was like, okay, here's your fucking rock stars back. You know, psh. but I don't think it really. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah this- stage management is a motherfucker. I, uh, I've got friends that have done it and do it, you know, regularly. And I've seen. I've seen different types from like the mother, mother hen type where yeah. the bands are their babies and they're going to look after them and they get that. I love that type. I love that the type. fucking militant. Get the fuck here, here, here and there. And, and I love, they all, I love to doing yeah. it. I you know, because uh, I like talking to people, getting to know people and you talk to the most, man, I get to know all the stage hands real good. And, um, I liked a lot of the stagehands at the various places in the country, the world that you're going to. You get to meet people with different vibes going on. And then you have your catastrophes that you got to figure out that are all figure outable. It's my word of the day. It's my Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I can figure outable Pee Wee Herman Playhouse word of the day. But uh, I liked it. It was kind of a good gig. I didn't mind it at all. But I can see where like it, it, it can be hard, man. I mean, you're the guy everybody's fucking yelling at because your shit isn't on time. So yeah, that's where I think the military help will help me out. I uh, I'm used to getting yelled at and nothing being good enough. So you just fucking I put it into a a concert background instead of a combat background. And I'm well, the military thing. I mean, on your resume, it's fucking gold, man. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing that I get from going infantry is you know you get the respect of it and i i got you know my own i've gained respect myself for other things and people in life and yeah. discipline and all that plus you but, get that like five percent off discount at all these wonderful places that's right Damn i get right. a free meal once a, once a year on veterans day <laughs> applebee's will hook a motherfucker up <laughs> that's good but i uh, i get to i always said that i should have done like hvac or something like that because when you when i got out being infantry I was taught to, I could kill you or I could clean your house. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what the infantry taught me. In no particular order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, no, you always clean last, dude. Always oh, clean right. last. <laughs> okay. always order. Clean last. <laughs> what about you, Kev? What were you doing before uh, playing the drums? Sir? 
what were you doing before playing the drums? What was your... oh um well I've been I've been playing the drums since uh, thirteen. Yeah, I like um, breast a lot. I, think. I was gonna say what did well, you do when well, you were a little guy, but I don't think you were ever a little guy, huh, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, um you know I built race cars like I've I've built oh. chassis for stock cars. You know, worked in uh, Roush and, and other shops in My Charlotte. Was a machine shop. All right. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I grew up with the machine shop as my garage. That was the at our house. So we had yeah, good, good money, man. Um, I don't know. I, he worked all the time. That's all I remember. I mean, we had two bead blasters. We had milling machines and lathes and all that stuff. I just right on. I remember when I sold everything, he died. I sold everything and I wanted to keep one bead blaster because I was like, I don't know. I, I got the actually you'll appreciate this shit, Darren. I, I, uh, I got these like devil head things. And I beat them, and they were like cool looking, man. After I beat them, they were dark, and they, they looked fucking great. And I made like like door handles out of them. It was cool. Oh hell man. yeah! So I'm like, yeah, I want to keep the cool. blaster and the air compressor. And the guy's like, No. <laughs> <I'm> like, no. <laughs> well, why use the air compressor to fill up the, the tires on the car? And the air compressor is like the size of of the room I'm in right now. It's fucking huge. And the guy's like, You're not giving me the air fucking tires. I bought all this shit. I was like, All right. Anyway, sorry. So you're doing stock cars, which is fucking cool. And then you decided to be a drummer. Yeah, it was fun. But it just, I learned too much. And I just, I can't watch racing to save my life now. I just, just I'm very traditional when it, you know, I feel like NASCAR died when Earnhardt did. And oh, okay. um, I was there for the, you know, the, the car tomorrow, you know, the, the changeover and and with all the crazy rules now, you know, it's just. So my dad did a lot of racing and I had photos and stuff. And so he, he's back in, I want to say the late fifties, early sixties, no helmet, nothing, but he they <laughs> did have, um, they did have some fireproofy types shit, but it's crazy. Nothing. He had a pet monkey and he could race with the fucking monkey in the car. He said, wow. That's right. Very That's very cool. Awesome. That's cool. <laughs> I don't believe. It. I mean, why would you be? I mean, can you imagine you're sitting on the starting line and the fucking guy in like the Corvette or whatever in front of you has a fucking monkey? Like <laughs> throw a shit like, at you? Yeah, throw <laughs> a exactly. Game, man. I would be a. Yeah, it's like Mario Kart. I don't know what the hell. It Banana peels. Banana peels out the window. All those old pictures is cool because the cars are different, you know. And I don't know. So different. Cars from the '50s and '60s in black and white just look better. There was something cooler about them. Right. Well, they were really more stock then. Now it's all, you know, they get a mold from Chevy or Ford or whoever. And but the rest of it is it has to be identical. When you when you would do a, a, a car tomorrow chassis and take it to NASCAR to be inspected, it could be off fractions of an inch. Any any bar, and you got to take it back wow. and fix it. That's how you know similar to have everyone now and then then all they'll do is just let the person they want to win you know they'll just let them do something just a minor <laughs> adjustment and then you know it doesn't guarantee a win but what it does is give them an advantage um you know it's, it's like politics of anything you know human humans are gonna take it and shady make it so political that it's just disgusting and you really it's hard to watch so 
it, it, it definitely killed my love for racing and that's what and i want to do this podcast is just totally make the whole thing every episode just political <laughs> and that way <laughs> everybody will love hey, I, I could i could get on that one too tomorrow yeah I, I should get like a super left wing guy and a super right wing guy and then i'll just like fall asleep just, <laughs> right. just film it that's how i feel right, right now i'm sick everybody it out yeah how did you get your bed um, our guitar player Ephraim, when when um the first rehearsal, um, we were talking about bringing Ephraim in, you know, to see if he would be interested. Um, because I've toured with him, I was touring with him in two thousand, and uh, so he came in and he had a couple of things that he was wanting to uh. He, he would love to see happen. And one of them was having the name of the band, Kellen Heller. So we voted. I voted no. <laughs> and uh, and I was outvoted. But you know what? The, 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 the truth is, um, you know, a name is only as good as, as you know, you make it. And, and, and when it just comes to us five, you know, I feel like when I can, when I look each five of them in the eyes, um, I love that name because of what we all went through together. We went from here to LA, opened for Guns and Roses, Godsmack, you name it, we we shared a stage with them. Um, but you know, I'm I'm just proud of that name and and what you know the fun we had and we were we were that close to. Yeah superstardom so that that's close enough for me you know when i'm on my deathbed i won't say if i just would have just tried you know or if i just would have gone for it oh, I can, the day on no, my deathbed yeah. say i was that close baby well the music industry is so different now too i mean you really? can I, i'm happy i'm happy to be out of it honestly you know i'm good i'm fine out of it so what are you because of the way um business uh you know buying and selling cars I and just you know getting... looking actually like three or four days ago my buddy's going to be a transpo captain uh, he's just getting into the gigs and so it's like you yeah. management he's so excited about it so i was like let's buy a few cars you know but he's saying <laughs> rent for cars is like a chevy caprice or whatever yeah. I'm, this right. I'm like i don't want that piece of shit in my driveway and he's like, well, how about rent? I'm like, oh, look at this one, you know, some old El Camino. And he's like, ah. yeah. Right Where are you guys? I'm, I'm in near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, fun. I yeah, like and I'm near know. Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. Which is why I travel so much. That's why I go to Myrtle Beach and hang out with Kevo. <laughs> Beach is cool, man. So if I remember right, you guys have happy hour all day, right? There's no happy hour. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal so here too. Like happy hour is an all day thing at each bar, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't have happy hour if it's if because it's got to be all inclusive, man. I did. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah it's illegal. Is that way in Indiana bar- too? Yeah, I've bartended for like eighteen years off and on. So hmm. I. Uh, yeah, what is it? You guys, uh, you have a house of blues in Myrtle Beach that's connected yeah. to like a crocodile farm. Yes, that's it's amazing. amazing. That sounds about right. 
Yeah, it was the shit. We were, we were close to playing it, um, 2015, 2016. I wish we would have. Hey, Darren, you passed me that, man? <laughs> I got you, dog. It's <laughs> kind of rude, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It's just, I, I made sure to, you know, to, to uh, take a toke before I called in. Obviously. That's one reason I was probably having so much trouble getting in. <laughs> That's why we're all so much interested. That's we're so interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've I've become pretty open about my consumption. I don't. I Nobody don't really cares anymore. Care. The world. Yeah, it's, it's, right. Right. It's, shit. it's like tattoos. It's socially acceptable. So nobody cares. The, the really, absolutely. Yeah, I I would tell anybody. Sir, Some bartending stories. You bartending for eighteen years. Yeah, tell us, Darren. Crazy shit. Oh, I just had a customer today. I stopped in to uh, have okay. a beer. Catch so, a beer. Oh, but so you're not, are you bartending right now? No. Well, if I'm in town, I, I travel too much to keep a, a steady, a steady like shift. So is so, it dive bar though, or is it nice bar? Oh, for sure. For sure. I cannot. it's like, it's why I'm on internet radio with Rock Rage Radio as opposed to the terrestrial radio. See, because, I would be on your show because you happen to be with a really good-looking lady. But all right, whatever. <laughs> she's something, man. It's one she's way to a, meet women, you know. Hey, it's it doesn't it doesn't help me out because now every girl I try to talk to compares themselves to Lala, which is uh, it's rough, dude. You throw on her Tough advice. Comparison. She won't care. She'll be like, yeah, you know. Hey, she's like, all right, whatever. I'm telling you, dude. It, it, it's a double like gorgeous show. women i mean it's okay but you know me i was in the fucking army yeah right i, uh, <laughs> I i've already decided that i'm already dating ugly chicks now so i'm i'm done with <laughs> women. okay back to the bar <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, but your girlfriend loves to hear that don't you? <laughs> uh, all right so, single, so if you're in the dive bar what's like some crazy shit you got any like really nutty stories Oh man, we we've got there's actually a stripper pole at the bar I work at. I work at the Angle Inn in okay. Washington, Indiana, and uh, it's a great bar. The people there are awesome. It's one of those places that if you go looking for trouble, you'll find it. But if you go in there and you're cool, you, then you're cool, and they'll love you and you'll love them, and it'll be a great experience. Uh, a lot of times you'll get people come in and overdo it, and you know, shit happens. You know how it goes. Yeah, but. Uh, I had a customer talking today. I broke up a fight one time and I'm talking to this dude and I look over and I'm like calming him down and I'm calming this dude down. And the two that were about to fight were calm. As soon as I look back, this guy's buddy just came out of nowhere and punched me dead in the fucking mouth. Hit you? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So as soon as I got hit, then the fight was back on and they're all fucked. It just like collided. And this, this lady, she's now she's probably in her, mid 60s she was mid 50s probably when this happened and i ended up just kind of in the push-up position over top of her with like 20 people fighting over top of it (laughs) falling on top and i had a shirt that said had my name and it said bouncer well her husband just started like peeling people off of this pile until he found ounce and he knew that he had found me (laughs) he saw ounce and (laughs) he got me so yeah it uh there's always something going on. People fucking in the bathroom. That's always a gross one. Uh, yeah, it's a dive bar shit, man. I, I used to breathe I, I love fucking in the dive bar. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd take oh, yeah. The smell one. of the urinal makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I always say whenever I come home from work in there, I smell like 
like it's a, a pretty even mix of grease, smoke, and depression. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I come from smelling like after a shift. So I was in uh, Kansas City, and I was by myself. I wasn't with my chicks. So I'm in Kansas City, and I get a taxi cab, and I just tell the guy, just take me somewhere like where people go, just somewhere cool. He's like, all right, well, we can take you to, you know, whatever the fuck he called it. Yeah, perfect. That's the place. So he takes me to the spot. And I'm chilling at the bar, and there's these two guys chatting away, and um, I started talking to them, and then um, somehow it came up. I worked for Guns N' Roses. I think he was wearing a GNR shirt. He was. So we start talking, and then he goes, "Yeah, this bar is kind of whatever. You want to go to the bar down the way, bro?" He's all, "It's a punk bar," and I'm kind of like, "Fuck yeah, man!" I'm like, "All right," because in LA, I mean, there ain't a lot of that anymore. Really? So, um, he's like, "Yeah, you just go this way." So. I leave and they happen to leave too. him and his buddy. So I'm kind of like looking around and he's like, he's like, I'm all buy you guys a beer. If you can show me to this, this blessed place of punk music. And he goes, all right, come on, bro. Come on, bro. So we go in, we go, he takes me to bar. We don't, we go down this alley, we walk in and the place is just a straight shithole. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'm home. I'm, I'm fucking at home and I go in and I take a leak in the bathroom looking straight out of train spotting and I was like this is the most beautiful place on earth you know and I told him I'm like I'm <laughs> fucked up I'm like this is awesome I walked in and they were playing bad religion followed up with black flag you know went into rancid then went back again I'm like this is fucking great so the bartender dude He's all, I buy him a drink and then the guy left. So it's just me and the, and the, and the dude and the bartender guy. And I bought the bartender guy shot too. I think I can't remember. And uh, both of them were like all tattooed faces and everything, right? They fit the fucking spot. And so the guys, well, let me get you a drink, man. I'm like, no, nah, you said you wanted one. You got to get home to your chick. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're cool. You're cool. So we drink one, then it turned into two, then it turned into three. We're doing uh shots of, uh, of, uh, Ah, fuck. What's the Pantera drink? Oh, Black Eyed Grin, Black Tooth Grin. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Black Tooth Grin. We're doing yeah. that. So we had a couple yeah. of them. And then uh, so the guy laughs. He goes, all right, so I got to let you know a little secret. He goes, I'm the manager of this bar. I just didn't want to come here because it's like my only day off this week. I don't want to go to my own fucking bar. He's also don't even worry about paying, dude. We, we're just going to fucking party. I know. So me, him and this bartender guy just raged all night. It was fucking amazing. Does it make yeah, you I I feel like a little kid again? I felt like I was 21 just going into my local bar. I finally got let into or whatever. And I'm listening right. to all the music <laughs> I grew up on. It was it was really great. So, Excellent, brother. Yeah, dive bars are good for that, man. It's yeah. uh, there's, there's always a story and the old people are the best. You get the best story. The ones that have been doing that shit for fucking 40 years. So there's a place up here called Big Bear. It's like a, uh, it's like a, it's a ski resort outside of LA. You know, it, it's not awesome, but it's not that far from LA. So people go and there's a super dive bar up there. Like at around midnight, they start just heaving motherfuckers, you know, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's just fun to watch. So there's this old guy that I started talking to at the bar. He walks there every night. Well, dude, it's cold, man. It's a ski resort. And he walks there every single day. That's his like daily routine that he's got to do. He sits at the bar. He has like one drink. He'll talk to whoever. And then he walks home. And I'm thinking like, fucking you go, man. You go, yeah. brother. You know? Right on. There's yeah, an old nice dude. Guy. Yeah, there's an old dude that goes to the bar that I help out at. And uh, he rides his bike from the next town over that takes like 
25 minutes to drive and uh he'll, wow. he'll ride his bike and have a couple of beers sometimes if he's got like there's a little bitty town that the only thing in this fucking town is like four houses a closed down corner store a strip club and a church <laughs> side by side the strip club and the church mind you oh, all uh, right. yeah it was it, it was built way after the strip club was established the church yeah okay yeah yeah so yeah it wasn't like asshole strip club people impeding on the church <laughs> it was asshole church people impeding on the strip club but these people would like get on the roof of their church and take pictures of people going in and out of the strip club and post them on their like their social media shit and uh like straight bust people out to you know everybody they're going to this dirty little wow. strip club wow yeah yeah craziness <laughs> that how you uh, met your sister that's that's <laughs> not oh shit now that was a whole nother club dude <laughs> that uh yeah that club was a uh, a real shithole yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like you I, you almost looked like you felt sorry for me <laughs> i'm just kidding dude i'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> so um what do you want to what do you want out of tour management what do you want to do with mk what are you what are you hoping for brad man i uh i just want to keep doing what i'm do- i'm doing pretty much that anyway i, I just want to make a little bit of money enough to keep my home paid for my you know my taxes paid and what's the allure to the music industry how do you know so many people in music and stuff what's your what's your ground well i've got a radio show the natural yeah (laughs) i don't really know dude i i really don't know no there might not be an answer it's all good i'm I'm lucky trying into your fucking life here i put myself into a position to where i can do what i want to do and uh i don't know Kind of- I think he just has it, you know, there's that invisible it factor and all the schooling and all the, the degrees in the world won't, won't do things if you don't have the it factor. So he has yeah. that. And I think that's why he is, seems to be uh, the right thing for him. Yeah. That's, that's my take. That. So how does it oh, work? Yeah. You guests on your show, you play music? Yeah, I have guests. I've had, I started out on Bruise Radio. That was kind of, yeah, I found whenever, whenever this, this started, uh, the whole catfish for the, the booking agency job. Yeah. Uh, I was coming through, I got coming out of like an eight year relationship immediately after that, like two months, my mom passed away. And then a couple months after that, COVID hit. And then I'm, month or two after that i get slammed that all this is bullshit and this dream job just disappears right in front of you oh rough yeah and i i took a picture dressed as jesus at a music festival that went kind of sub viral it got it got a lot of attention but it wasn't like you know viral viral well but, at least uh, like one person will look at it now because of this well <laughs> right <laughs> well, somebody somebody that had been on on bruise radio which is a, a station associated with the rock rage empire mm-hmm. uh, they uh they saw the picture and asked me if i wanted to come on and talk about you know some experiences and shit like that and i did and we had fun and laughed and joked and carried on and they asked me back the next week and then the week after that they asked me if i wanted a show cool so i had kind of befriended some musicians uh 
you know, Kevo for one and a few others. And I would just reach out and ask for interviews. And I got all these really badass interviews from, you know, everybody from, you know, Elias Soriano from Nonpoint to uh, John Karabi. I mean, Oh, right on. Yeah. It's just, it's been crazy how everybody's been so cool, but I just try to be genuine with them, tell them that, you know, nothing political, nothing controversial, just a yeah. laid back bullshit session. Yeah. And uh, I mean, my, I've had my fa- 10 years as one of my favorite bands ever. And Matt Wantland was one of my first interviews. Sweet. Uh, I've had Billy Eilish's head of security, uh, Sully Sullivan. Great fucking dude. Yeah, sure. I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just I've I've been really fortunate that people have been I met him because I was hitting on Billy Eilish. It pissed him off, but whatever. Oh, but I wouldn't want to piss <laughs> off. Tell him he's Sully, a fucking dude. hater. Tell him that. Sully, yeah. I'm not him shit, dude. I'll tell him from a long distance text message. I'm not going <laughs> to. It's true, man. Some of these security guys are tough motherfuckers, man. Oh, yeah. Now, he he I mean, is a big teddy bear. Dude. I love him to death, but he, he went his business is business, and he definitely puts, you know, he's been with her since she was 15. And uh, so. They've got a long history. She, he works. He knows the family. It's, it's a. Uh, he takes this shit serious for sure. They have to, man. There's crazy motherfuckers in this yeah. world, especially yeah, the people. Well, look at Billie Eilish's material, and imagine the kind of nut jobs that that's going to attract. You know what I mean? Oh, crazy! Besides the run-of-the-mill pedophiles, you got to watch out for when she's a kid. To the, I mean, the freaky, out there shit that I mean, I mean, I dig it, but I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not tough either, so don't worry about me. You know, whatever. I used to on uh, Poison, man. We had these security guys, dude, and I'd fucking talk shit to them. I loved fucking with them. But then when you'd, they'd have to actually do security guy shit, you'd be like, whoa, you're like, yeah. You know, right. I was just joking it's around. It's like they hit a switch. Yeah, because they, was... like, they wouldn't even, like, wouldn't even break a sweat ever. Like, yeah. wouldn't even be breathing hard after whatever the fucking fight, whatever may have happened. I don't know. And yeah, you're just right. looking, I'm like, damn, you're like really tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was super, super cool. Can you pass me a beer, by the way? They're just in the thing under there. But that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, know. for sure. Yeah. I, was good. Yeah. I, uh, I was at Blue Ridge and uh, Seasons, the band that I'm, I'm TM for. Sure. They were on, and of course, they wanted crowd surfers and mosh pits and all that. So, here I am. I dress like Mayhem Jesus. I go up there and I'm crowd surfing and I get to the rail. And these security guys were not security guys. These were just like thugs, great big muscular dudes that as soon as I got there, instead of like catching me and putting me down so I can scurry off and probably do it again, they just like pushed me back into the crowd and kept, I guess apparently there's a couple of kids behind me that they kept trying to like push me into. And it was, a, it was crazy. The video for it is crazy as fuck. But it, uh, I don't know. That's my my little security story. Bit of fun. <laughs> uh, so, question I like to ask everybody. I uh, was coming up with the idea of making podcasts. My buddy has a daughter in fifth grade, and she said I should ask every guest when they first felt famous. So, my question to you guys: If it's not fame, which if it is, you're totally welcome to go there. When would there be a a moment in time in your careers? that you'd say is pivotal for you to, uh, to make your life direction, you know, what moment would be worth bringing up? What would each of you guys choose? Go ahead. Aaron, Kevin. You want to go first? I do not. 
Okay. <laughs> Mine's easy um, because I'm still feeling the effects from this. And that is when we did two shows with Guns N' Roses, Philo yeah. uh, Center in Greenville and then Phillips Arena in Atlanta. We could have we could have followed them to Houston, but we wasn't exactly ready then. If we would have had that opportunity in 2017, we would have we would have followed, we would have gone wherever we had to go. I mean, we had it all set up by then. But people still talk about seeing us play with Guns N' Roses in those arenas. So that that the ripple. If I cried for weeks because we were in Atlanta. Right before, you know, there's about 20,000 people there. Right before the lights go out, um, Morgan Rose from Seven Dust sure. comes walking up the ramp. Now, especially at that time, he was my idol. You know, I have a Morgan Rose signature snare drum. Such um, a class act. He really is a very cool guy, you know, and I just patterned his live play and changed my life. I saw him play in, in 99 and I walked out a different person because of the way he played. It just blew me away. How so, cool is that? so for me, and we were talking about on the way there that the possibility of seeing any of them seven dust guys was pretty good because they're, they're in Atlanta mostly. So here it is right before we're about to go on. Mark says, there's Morgan. And I'm sitting there, like, looking behind me, like, oh, my goodness. I turned around, and he was so cool. He was like, what's up, y'all? We were doing pictures and all that. And then I had to go out and play, and he watched us from the side of the stage. Now, I didn't give one shit about anyone in the audience. I just cared and was freaking out nervous because one of the best live drummers in the world was watching me. So afterwards, he gave me a hug, told me, great. I cried for weeks, man. That's so cool. Yeah. That yeah, is that's cool. my moment, baby. And he's still, man. Go to a Seven Dust show, and that's one of the most intense fucking crowd experience shows. I Absolutely. was I at, and I, I think it was Rock on the Range or Louder Than Life, one of those festivals. And I was like eight inches off of the ground and at an angle like that until the crowd decided that I was going to be eight inches off the ground. And, at an <laughs> <angle like> that. <laughs> and then... And then Eventually, the crowd decided that I was going to stand up on my feet again. And, I mean, it's just – that's how a Seven Dust show is. It's, wow. it's a blast, it's fucking awesome. You had on here Eddie Mead. Eddie is, uh, is Morgan's tech. And uh, it was a great episode. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Eddie's the shit. He's a super awesome guy. So I you should check that out. It's really, really – I will. Yeah. Yeah, I will. yeah, it's really, really, really good. I, it was he's, he's funny, man. For being a new, I mean, I'm relatively new. For 40 years, I worked in factories and bartended and uh, coal mines and, I mean, every kind of shit job that you could imagine. Hated waking up and going to work in the morning, but fucking had to do it. And whenever all that shit happened and I was, I mean, it was like a, I don't know, like a almost near breakdown is how I was feeling. And yeah. then I just kind of, I just decided to fuck it. I'm, you know, I'll do without, you know, because it's, Starting off has definitely been, you know, a little slow and hard to oh, you know, yeah. struggle for sure. Just getting to these places is a lot for, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. But man, it's, I don't know what's, what happens when you go, but I know that I want to have some good experiences before I do. 
and absolutely there's, yeah there's got to be more to life than fucking working at a job that you hate to pay for shit you don't need. Right, bro. that's what i think i don't know you got to have fun on the way otherwise what the what the hell you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah i don't know you gotta, gotta enjoy the cycle of shit um i like meeting you mean, kind of people if you want to do i mean i've i've played in you know bands and done all that but i've I've been way more successful promoting those more talented than I is how I like to put it because I mean, it's just, if you want to be in the industry and do it though, you'll find your little Avenue. I mean, there's, if you can build shit, there's stage work to do. And I mean, you can find yourself. Especially right now, man. Yeah, no, right now things are. Yeah. This is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like a rock star without the talent. I get to do all the cool shit. I don't have to get on stage and worry about, bombing and fucking shit up talent is debatable on many of these uh, <laughs> many people don't worry so much <laughs> all right well i'm definitely not going to be taking the stage i uh, i do pretty good work on the side though and it, it's paying off finally so i'm digging it oh yes it is yeah. brother oh it's cool i thank you for that too man you've been kevo's been a huge help he uh if i start having doubts or not anything like that i call kevo and he uh I'm as high as me through it. There we go. Everybody needs a everybody needs a shoulder. Yeah, he's right. a good one, man. He's been super supportive. And I, I got a couple others that have been, you know, really, really there for me that I I you know could definitely couldn't have done it without. I think you're cool to hang out with doors open up, you know. It helps for sure. Yeah, it does. Works out. I don't know. Yeah, well, and like the radio show gives me the like a reason to reach out to people and and talk to them yeah but you have like a little bit of credentials and a little legitimacy yeah and it makes me do that too you know yeah give me an hour to talk to somebody you'll be my friend i mean right we'll end up we'll be planning a drink or a whether i got karaoke sessions planned with people i've got cornhole tournaments planned with bands (laughs) 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 give me give me an hour we'll want to hang out sometime Cool. I'm a professional buddy. <laughs> That'd be a great card. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great gig, man. Your professional buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy Jesus, man. Your buddy Jesus. Oh yeah, I like buddy Jesus. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you for. Hey, it. thanks for having us. Thank you, man. And uh, we'll all have to hang out soon. For sure. I'd love See? that, man. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or the guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel Rody. And don't forget, when you party like a rock star, don't be a dick. <laughs>